0: Okay, so that which gets praised gets repeated. You're listening to the Hardwood Hustle, brought to you by PGC Basketball. Thank you for tuning in. You're listening to the Hardwood Hustle broadcast in the beautiful state of Oregon. I'm your host, Adam Bradley, normally alongside TJ Rosine, but today I'm going solo and joined by a special guest. But Before we jump into today's interview, uh, let's catch up with our friends over at Shot Tracker. Our friends over at Shot Tracker are changing the game with their new revolutionary technology that is making basketball more efficient and effective at all levels. Shot Tracker is made up of three components. There's a Shot Tracker-enabled ball, player sensors, and anchors in the rafter. And combining them all gives you high-level, detailed analytics to be able to track everything your players are doing, spacing, movement, shot efficiency. It's absolutely incredible. Check out ShotTracker.com to learn more about how you can get connected to shot tracker and begin changing the game for your team. All right, I'm joined by the legendary, and I think that's a safe uh, description for you, Coach, uh, legendary Gary Hall from Western Christian, uh, fresh off a state championship in the 2A Oregon uh, high school basketball. Just just a quick little overview, 645 wins by you, Coach, in your career. You are fifth all-time on the Oregon coaching all-time wins list. And you've been coaching at the same school for 33 years and 39 years in total. Total, correct. right? That You've seen correct. it all. Yep. I mean, you, you have seen it all. There are so many different things I want to talk about. Let's just kind of jump into what most recently happened—a state championship. You and I were talking um, uh, just in the other room prior to coming over here, and there were some things that you were saying that are really fascinating on your championship run. Uh, it's you faced the same team in the championship last year. Uh, you lost last year. The team that you played this year. Everybody in the state knew they'd make it back, apparently, because they just were that loaded. Something that was really interesting, I'd love for you to kind of unpack it a little bit. You said that you talked all season about the championship game, Mm -hmm. and that when you play this team again, that you felt like you could beat them. And you talked about almost game planning all season long about this rematch. Was that getting a little kind of putting the cart before the horse? You know, I hear a lot of coaches, they just want to talk about the day. They want to talk about the next opponent. You're already jumping to the end. Mm-hmm. Did you feel that at all?
1: Uh, not really. I mean, I know it sounds, but I was sharing with uh, Kyle that uh, if you would have seen the emotion of the players after we'd lost that game, it, it was it was so hard, not only on our players. I've never seen so many tears, one being my son. Uh, he fouled out with seven minutes to go in the game. And one of our best shooters also was uh, three for 21 for the weekend. And so, uh, it was just a tough way to end knowing that we felt we should have beat that team. Had we kept everybody in the game? We knew foul trouble would be the key for both, both teams. Uh, they go six, 6'4", 6'4", uh, six foot. And we go six, four, three at six foot. And then a little five, seven guy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it was awesome. That 5-7, I'll match up with anybody in the state defensively. And so watching that emotion and seeing the locker room and uh, is just something that our guys made a pact that they were not going to give this year away. They mm-hmm. were going to go ahead, and they committed to doing everything they could to make sure that we could do all we can to get back to that state title and hope that we would get a rematch with these guys. Uh, Columbia christian's a fantastic team their their seven players are are very good, but we just believed so much and it's about coaching you 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 breathe life into them you tell them that hey, this is something that we can do, gentlemen. I believe that with all my heart. There was twice a week you can ask any of my guys, did we talk about it every week? Yes, we did mm-hmm. and uh so it came to a point where these guys and it was shared by Kyle just saying how focused our guys were. They, I had more people say, "I just your fourth quarter. Your guys just looked so confident. They just looked so well prepared." We had one turnover in the whole second half. We had a total of six for the game, yeah. which is just incredible. And uh, we prepared well for everything they did. The guys were extremely confident and yet very passionate about wanting to play them again. So did you believe? Absolutely. Yeah. I really I, did.
0: I wonder sometimes if coaches say certain things mm-hmm. to get their guys to believe, but but you believed also?
1: I believe that with all my heart. You know, I, I, I really do. I scouted them four or five, six times. Um, I, and I'm going to tell you, there is uh, something on. I just Googled. I'm going to see if there's something on there with Columbia Christian. And when I Googled it, there it was them playing Horizon Christian. I couldn't believe it was on there. Let me tell you, I studied that tape. Now, Bart's going to hear this, if you ever. But I studied that baby, and I studied it. And I saw the tendencies that we could do that would hurt them. And uh, we threw that little wrinkle in three days prior, because I knew he scouted us uh, very thoroughly. And I tell you, the guys ran it to perfection. It was just it's just a little simple thing, but it worked so well for HC. Um, but I tell you, our guys... Read it really well.
0: Did you feed the underdog mantra all season? Did you play that card? Or was it just more of like, no, no, we're on the same page? Because I'm not familiar with Oregon basketball, but everything I've heard this team was clearly favorite to win this game.
1: That's correct. They were. There was was nobody that was at our level that could beat them. You could ask 90% of our fans who think – I know a little bit of basketball and believe usually what I say, but they even thought, wow, Gary, you pulled up some some big wins, but this one's not going to happen. And I I can tell you this, I, 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 have never had so many text messages and emails to answer, um, from so many people. It was just so cool. I spent half my trip coming back from the state tournament wanting to answer every one of my text messages. And it took about half the trip. But, And I'm not trying to be arrogant. or anything. I'm just trying to say that I just really believe so much what we let get away the year before. We can take care of that, clean it up, stay out of foul trouble, and let our pressure, I think it'll be the key to the game. And so can you,
0: can you shed some secret in how you develop these players to be these type of guys, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it sounds like you had a very special team, right? There there was some leadership dynamics Correct. that were really strong in there. Their, their ability to control their emotions and play present and, mm-hmm. and maintain discipline and focus. Well, I mean, did you just get lucky with a great group of guys, right, that just had all these? Or did you do mm-hmm. things throughout the season to kind of help create that well, development?
1: When our son was a third or fourth grader and our, our daughter... Our daughter plays college ball at George Fox. I wanted more for them. And just, I kind of call it our pony league, you know, just what we provided our school. But I wanted more for my kids. And so I was able to put some travel teams together, some of the local Salem schools. And we got some of the girls to go ahead and play with my daughter. That started with her. And then I started with my son as well. Let me tell you, every Tuesday and Thursday nights we had practice. And I coached them at the same time I did my boys' varsity season. This was for five years. And I'll tell you, some of our last 30 minutes of practice were some of the best maybe games that these kids are ever going to It was the girls versus the guys. And it was our pioneer drill that we did. And I tell you... Explain that. Pioneer drill is just a three-on-two continuous. And it becomes a three-on-three. So that third person runs in the middle. And all of a sudden, then we run our Reggie our run and jump out of it, and we play it till half court. And I can tell you that's where so many of the guys learn how to play so hard and the girls because there's no rules. I don't care if the ball rolls into the girls' locker room. You're going to hustle in there and dive after it and get it and, I mean, within reason. But that's how we try to play that game is that fouls are called by me. We don't hurt want to hurt anybody, but the thing is, is we want to play – the greatest compliment I hear is your kids play so hard. How do you get that? And I believe that drill does that. Mm. And so just to give you an idea, some of these girls have gone on to play ones at UC Davis full ride. Another one, wanted to play at, uh at volleyball. She's at division one uh, university of Arizona. Uh, two of them now are playing division one soccer at Arizona. Another one's at Lewis and Clark state. Uh, another one's playing softball at Portland state university. And so I, and I could name a couple more, too, but it's just so cool. And then our daughter's playing a George Fox, and it all started when they were fifth-graders. And I'm not saying basketball, but the confidence that they got from those practices were huge. And then you go on to the boys' side. And so these guys have got to be together, play against some of the best competition in that in that 30-minute practice. and uh, And so I can just see how those guys, starting from the fourth, fifth, sixth grade— And I've always said that the closer you guys can get together, the more you can hang out, the more you can, I kind of call it fake it, you know, (laughs) sometimes you have to, but the more you can just enjoy being around each other and really becoming a group of brothers. It's amazing what the results will be for you. Why? I want to ask you why. I mean, you hear it all the time, right? We've got to come together as a team, but like, why? It's so vital because trust needs to be built. They need to be believe that they have each other's back, and, and it's so vital. I mean, these six boys are so tight. It is so cool. I get emotional over it to watch the things that they have done together, and they're good kids. I mean, they just hang out at each other's places. My son will go, it's Friday night. Hey, Dad, we're going to go over to Alex's place and spend the night. Okay, see you Sunday, you know, and, and I know they're in great hands. And it didn't matter whether it was our place or the Nikolais or the, um, Holgrins or whatever. It was just so awesome. And it takes parents to buy into it too, to trust those boys are going to come over and just be good kids. And they are. So that happened for five, six years and it just culminated into what you saw. Um, those, I I said, I'll match those five with anybody in the state. Hmm. I really will. That's special. Yeah. One of those, your your son. Let's talk about that dynamic, mm-hmm.
0: okay? Yeah. Uh, first time, well, you'd been coaching your son for a while, so mm-hmm. it sounds like there was some experience that, but Correct. was that was that a challenge? Was that fun? Was that difficult? What, you know? How did you manage that and, and make it work?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, one of the things I, I got to see modeled with just some other fathers and sons, and one of the things you always worry about is its it is – it, can you be tough on him? Can, can you get more out of him? And he's always been a, a pretty good athlete, but he's really bought into fundamentals that we teach. Um, I'm a big funnies guy. Kyle knows that. And so um, it was just fun to see how good he became. Uh, He's only a six-footer, you know, but the the thing is, is that even some of the shots these kids made, uh, some of their layups, we do a lot of micings, we do a lot of two-ball drills, we do a lot of two-ball layups, I mean, just things that really push them and challenge them to do more than they ever thought they could, Um, and so... For him, it was just fun, and it was a joy to coach. And we really have a great relationship. There's times I'd ask him and say, "Are you sure you still want me to coach you?" Dad, <laughs> yeah, I don't want anybody else.
0: That that is special. How did did you balance it well? Do you feel like I looking really, back? Like, I mean, did you shut things off when you got mm-hmm. home, or, or did it carry over? Was conversation at dinner always going back to basketball and, and
1: coaching? Nope. When we got home, that's where I just left it. It was left in the gym. Um, Not one of those dads that we're going to talk about it in the car, in the truck. It was just when we got home, basketball was over. And it uh, doesn't mean if if he wanted to bring it up, that was different. But it wasn't going to be something that I really wanted to see me being this meddling dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, you know, it didn't mean more that there's sometimes I wish he would put a little more extra on a couple things that I thought he could have got fundamentally better <laughs> with. But overall, uh, the important thing was the relationship that we had, that we uh, just had a great time doing it. And like I said, I watched a couple Situations with some other father son situation, and I thought, I'm not going to let that happen with us. So it was a joy. It was a privilege, and it was an honor to coach him, and uh, he's very thankful.
0: So there's a part of your career that I am absolutely fascinated with, but I want to take a quick halftime break with our friends in Team Snap, and we'll jump into that here in the second half. Thanks to our friends over at Team Snap for today's halftime communication tip. Oftentimes, you'll hear coaches say, We could do this. Or we could implement this, talking about new things within their program. I want to challenge you, if you've ever said that as a coach, to take it to one step further and ask yourself, should you do this? Or should you implement this? Just because you can doesn't mean you should. For coaches, as we are thinking strategically about what we want to add into our practice, really analyze and evaluate what is best for our team, what is best for our program. And don't just accept the fact that we could do this or we could implement this, but challenge yourself to ask the question, should we do this or should we implement this? Thanks to our friends over at TeamSnap. Make sure you check out TeamSnap.com backslash hustle to learn more about the communication app being used by over 15 million people across the globe, bringing coaches, players, and parents all on the same page. That's TeamSnap.com backslash hustle. All right, Coach. So the thing that intrigues me, I mean, I'm really fascinated by this. So and you've won two state championships, one in 2011 and one in 2019. You've been coaching at the same school for 33 years, coaching overall 39 years. So it took you 31 years to win your first state championship. Um, was there some discouragement? You know, was there doubts in your mind that, am I ever going to accomplish that? You know, am I ever going to get to the pinnacle how did you wrestle with those demons in your head, and, and how did you kind of just keep fighting on and pressing on? And did your was your confidence router a little bit?
1: Oh, there, of course. You know, my my goal once was just to say, I just would love to walk across center court and shake the other coach's hand just one time. It would be so cool. And uh, but yeah, no, there's times where it's it's amazing when you have a program. You're five and fourteen your first year. And you got two dads that tell me, if we can win two, these are my two best players, dad saying, if you can win two games, I think we'll have a good year. And I'm going, can't be that bad. And we went and ended up winning five. But I just said that I don't ever want to experience another year like this. So that next year, I have a group of eight young men. I said, we're going to play a lot. We played almost 62, I think it was games that summer, plus fundamentals. And uh, it was a great time the kids really enjoyed it because they've never had that at that school. And my goal was to coach college. I really wanted to coach college. That was my dream, but, um, God had another plan and it was just awesome to be able to be there. I think in maybe three, four years, but, uh, then it just started to really, I wanted to build something here. I want to see if we can really turn this thing around and not be somebody's sure win every year or two sure wins, you know? And so, it became a place where it was a sure win to where it was one of the hardest places to win is in a Pioneer gym. It is hard. Mm-hmm. I got teams that won't come to our gym. They would rather play us somewhere else in a neutral site than to come to our barn, we call it, or the covered wagon. And, it, and it's sounds, great. Sounds it's, neat. It's a great, it's a great place to play a game.
0: But let's talk about those doubts, though. I mean, sure. T- year 20, mm-hmm. year 25. Yep you're getting older, you know, your coaching resume is getting longer. I mean, yeah. did you think that you were going to maybe just kind of
1: never get there? Yeah. I mean, there's obviously those doubts. You just wonder, what does it take? You know, you ask some of those that have won championships and you just say, you know, it just really comes down to a little bit of luck. It really does. The ball going the right way. Maybe a kid not getting that foul or maybe they're going to call the charge the other way. You know, it might be a blocking foul. Um, I mean, there's certain things that can just it could be the n one you were talking about, you know, and so uh, it just depends um, what it takes to get that win. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, there's not a perfect answer. And I've talked to a lot of good friends that uh, have won, and it's just they come down to it just was a little bit of luck. Mm-hmm. It just happened to be our year. So what they'll say. Can't really explain why.
0: So coaching this many years, you've mm-hmm. seen a, a transformation of your. The players you've coached right and and everyone always talks about the kids are different these days Mm -hmm. and and i don't know i I think at the fundamental level they all desire the same things Mm -hmm. and things like that but i'm not gonna let you off the hook by just saying no i think they're all the you know they desire the same thing i'd actually like for you to pinpoint what are one or two things that are different about coaching kids today compared to early 80s when you started out
1: yeah i think i think uh back then there was a certain style that was really desired I, I learned under some great men in our our state and part of it was just what was called the power triangle um, really a, a great inside outside game and then part of that was that point guards weren't allowed to shoot now the the mentoring that I was given mine was different I just wanted to be able to say I want all my guys to be able to produce they've all got to be great scorers um, And so they've got to be able to have that great balance both inside, outside. And so mine did evolve a little bit more from that standpoint of just believing that power game's great, but there's got to also be some great outside shooting. Hmm. And, And so I know that sounds cliche, but it really is. So we've impl- implemented a lot of things. I, I was really blessed with a great shooting coach. And then uh, there's just some other things that we've used as well. So, uh, yeah. Can, so, you, can you
0: coach tough being a believer at a Christian school?
1: That's one of the things I had to really battle. And being at a Mennonite school for the first 70-some years, we were a Mennonite school. And being a pacifist, I'm not, but the school is, was one of those things is that it's okay to play a little bit ornery, a little bit feisty, a little bit gritty. It's okay to do that. It's okay to take a charge, and uh, and to just play with a little bit of toughness. That was probably one of those battles that we had to deal with, absolutely. But I can tell you that I've had such a great joy to watch these kids. The greatest joy I say is that when you give it everything you got, there's no greater joy. And I don't understand why you wouldn't do that anyway, and because you you work all. Week to play that Tuesday night and Friday night. Why not bring it uh, what we've challenged you to do? And so,
0: yeah. So, what about your personal coaching? So, I, I haven't seen you on the sidelines. I, I don't know your, your full dynamics of your personality, but how about you just personally trying to balance? You know, I, I want to push these young men. I want to be tough with them. I want them to be tough also. But, like, from a faith perspective, and this is a question that we get quite often from coaches that send things in and say, hey, you know, I. I'm a believer. You know, I want to kind of demonstrate my faith, but I also want to like be firm and tough. Mm -hmm. What about your personality style? How have you managed that balancing faith and and trying to develop a tough team? Mm
1: -hmm. No, it it is, you know, we use the theme. uh, It's mine. It's iron sharpens iron. And I just really wanted them to know that I'm going to challenge them. I'm going to push them. The drills, the drills that we go through, and I call it a conky drill. This was a coach I had as a freshman. Some of those drills were, were tough drills. And he was a former college coach at University of Oregon. And and I just know that some of those guys will say those were some of the best practices. It was some of the closest bonding of practices because of some of the toughness. Um, but I just know that I do require a lot. The kids know that my ex, their ex, expectations of each other is never gonna be close to what mine is. Mine will always be higher. I expect more out of these guys. And in a loving way, they want to please and they want each other to give the best that they can because it's that trust factor. I I just believe it's so vital and so important. And so uh, and I know they don't want to disappoint me. So it's worked out. It really has. It's worked out very well so you
0: wear two hats right you're correct. an ad and a coach
1: correct right yeah is that tough it is <laughs> it, it is tough yeah you, you know you have that and then there's two years I ended up doing the girls as well uh, we had let uh, me get this straight yeah
0: there were a couple years you were the ad the boys coach and the girls coach yep the one year I had Did that uh, add to
1: your point win total or are those uh, uh, did those nope, get uh, I don't even count those <laughs> <things>. <laughs> well, you could be fourth on the list, coach, if we well, included those. Well all I'm saying is that when he, he my coach quit on me a week before and I had nobody else. And it was fun. We we ended up making postseason for the first time with the girls those two seasons. It was really a, a, a joy. But very tiring. Oh man. Very tiring. But then uh, but anyway. You know, you just do what you want to do, got to do. And I just know that it's about the kids. And uh, I was younger. I wasn't married. And uh, I just enjoyed investing. The greatest thing I get, I love to see where kids are at and where they're going to be by the end of the season, and especially day-to-day improvement. It is so fun.
0: Um, Well, speaking of improvement, my last question for you, Coach, and I I really appreciate you taking time and, and joining us how are you improving as a coach? 39 years, right? You, I, you've maybe earned the right to be complacent at this point, right? You're not going to, but you've earned the right to kind of – you know a lot, right? And mm-hmm. But what are you doing to continue developing as a coach?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah no I, I I go to a clinic or two every year I love going to clinics even if there's just one nugget I can walk out of there with it's great um, I just as soon as we were done with state I got an article that just came from Tony Bennett uh, I was reading that thing I highlighted I, I love the the key nuggets that come out of there I think he's a great coach likewise uh, what's that is oh, it likewise yeah. yeah yeah and you know he's we your team kind
0: met. of reminds me of his team and you know in the sense of just Suffering a tough defeat, you know, and, and kind of bringing the core back and yeah. fighting through it and pursuing yeah. it and getting to the championships next yeah. year.
1: And, and, you know, I I don't know if you know the Noalytics, the shooting Mm -hmm. systems Great thing. Tony Bennett believes in that. They have four of them. We're the only school in the state at the high school level that has it in our little gym. Mm -hmm. And it's been huge what that's done for our program. Um, It's just been incredible over since 2011. And so I'm going to give these kids every chance to be the best they can be. I've had more kids that could have gone on to play. But they'll come back to me and say, you know, Coach... My four years here or three years here have been the best. I don't need to prove anything anymore. I, I had one just tell me that that he just has had enough. It's just been so good to be a part of this program. And to me, that's one of the greatest compliments, too, because you will never, ever have the family that you've had these three or two or one year that you will get at the college level, I, even though I know I, it doesn't sound too positive, but... This group of young men will never create what was created for them as a pioneer.
0: And how many more time. years do you have in this?
1: Uh, I take it year by year. I still feel great. You feel great? Okay. Yeah, you're you're ready to still, run it
0: back with a new, not a new group,
1: but mm-hmm. uh, a different team this upcoming year? You ready to yeah. to get after it? No, it is. I, I Like I said, it was much just talked to a good friend of mine he's the division one coach at oregon state university we talked for 50 minutes on the phone just on thursday i say, hey Scotty, you got time to t- talk he goes yeah call me at three i'm driving to the airport and i tell you it was so fun <laughs> i mean for him to just take the time and do that and uh it's just anybody i can pick their brain a little bit there just might be something that i'm missing i just want to take that full advantage and never stop learning i think it's a great sport Uh, i love what it's done for me we've gotten to travel uh with these these kids we've gotten to puerto rico to back east to germany to different things and i really believe the kids need to fundraise for that they learn so much more when they actually earn it but i just love giving these kids as many opportunities as possible.
0: Well, Coach, thank you so much. Appreciate you. you. Best of luck to you as you uh, go for back to back this upcoming year and continue rising the charts of the all time wins here in the state of Oregon. And uh, thank you for your time. Congratulations you. again on being state champion. Super. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Listen, I am Adam Bradley, normally alongside T. Day Rosine. We are the Harwood Hustle. Appreciate you listening. Until next time, we're out.